0: Hello, and thank you for checking out This is Just a Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started. There's two ways to check out This is Just a Phase for updates. Uh, You can go over to the Facebook group at This is Just a Phase, or go over to Instagram to my personal account at jonathan.kent.311 for those updates on current episodes as well as past episodes, music videos, tour updates and whatever else we feel like putting on there. Uh, that being said, uh, do yourself a favor and also go over to thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com and check out new releases from Letters, Gatlin, as well as a uh, new compilation called Rust Belt Hardcore, which features uh, 23 bands from Eastern Ohio and Western Pennsylvania, including past guests such as Jackknife Bombs, Crooked Cobras, Heck uh, Vector, Letters, The Homicides, and a bunch more. Uh, do yourself a favor, that's $5 f- plus shipping for a physical CD or $3 for the digital version. Uh, all prices are over on the Bandcamp for the other releases as well, uh, which also includes, uh, this is just a compilation, uh, the 28-song compilation featuring bands from all over the country, as well as uh, a few from Europe sprinkled in. Uh, That being said, do yourself a favor and check out that record label, Support the Underground's Underground and Punk Rock Undefined. That being said, Jay, take us away.
1: And you've got no self-esteem. There's a hole inside your head with no future to be seen. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Episode, I get the opportunity to chat with all five members of the fantastic Youngstown, Ohio pop punk band Where's Rhinona Now? We chat about them starting out in 2014, the process of making their debut self-titled full length, and the follow-up EP Vermont, as well as several lineup changes along the way. We also talk influences, the process of songwriting, the diversity of their local scene one member showing up super late, the kick-ass venue ran by Eric called The Wickyards. work on a new album, and so much more. So grab a cool drink, settle yourself in, and check out this episode of This Is Just A Phase. Here's the track from their self-titled debut album released in 2018 entitled Officer Douchebag.
2: Plays more than that, though, I thought.
3: Okay. I, I still don't fucking know.
0: everybody thanks for coming on the podcast um i'm here w- with uh where's winona now uh, i have all five members i have tyler lucy eric dom and chris go ahead and say hi guys
4: What's up? Hey, guys. Hey.
0: <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast of course. um We uh, just got off of uh, Chris uh, being inappropriate with Dom, so (laughs) (laughs) he he pleads the fifth. (laughs) It's okay. I've I've recorded way weirder shit on the podcast that you guys are fine, (laughs) Um, um, but I was really happy to finally get you guys on after a couple hiccups along the way. And uh, been a fan of your guys has been pretty recently. i mean, mm-hmm. couple couple months ago, you guys yeah. came under my radar. Um, I heard of your band because of the name, and then I got to see you shortly after. You guys played Pappas. Yep. and you guys blew me away. I really fucking liked you guys like instantly. Um, because I, I I like I'm a sucker for pop punk. I, I'm a sucker for <laughs> You know, any kind of era of pop punk because there's a million different kinds. You know, you have your Ramones core, you have your skate punk, you have your, you know, later pop punk like Paramore and stuff like that. But like, you guys, like, you guys kind of jump all around, and it's nice to hear that. I hear a lot of 90s influence. Um, and you guys also have multiple influences too. We talked earlier, you have. Metal influence, you have the pop punk influence, you have the surf influence, and um, it's really heard by your guys' first two releases, um, your self-titled CD that came out in 2018, and the Vermont EP that came out a year later. Um, I just want to get started with you guys. Um, Lucy, Tyler, you guys started the band back in 2014? Yeah, yeah. How'd that come about?
2: Um, I used to be in a band with some friends in high school, and like it was just like four of us. We played real shitty punk rock. Like we thought it was we were really cool. And then uh, for one of the shows, the singer couldn't make it, so Lucy filled in. And I've known Lucy at that point for like two, three years. So okay, cool. She filled in, and then she kind of just stayed. So once they all didn't want to do it anymore, we just rebranded the the band and started it over and. Made Winona. Yeah. So now,
0: where where did you guys get the name from? Was it the the whole shoplifting thing?
5: Um, actually, when I was in high school, when my hair is brunette and short, everybody tells me I look like Winona Ryder, and it kind of became like an ongoing joke. So then he actually like said it as a joke, and I was like, oh, that's the name. So. And that was it.
2: That was like the first real attempt to like first name choice. I was like, well, we can call it words Winona now. and She's like, that's it.
6: That's just.
0: <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah.
6: Nobody but, ever told me that. I did not know that.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah, you're learning. You that. Nobody told
2: me. Yeah, you about to learn a lot of shit today.
0: Then. <laughs> there used to be these posters because, like, at, like she got like busted like I don't know, 15 years ago with like shoplifts, and she like came out, like, she was like, she was a kleptomaniac, pretty much. Like she enjoyed stealing, and so like she like was like nowhere to be found for like years. And they were like, where's Winona? And there was, like, this whole big thing, like, where's Winona And, like, they actually made, like, posters with it. And then, like, years later, she resurfaced again with Stranger Things and, like, mm-hmm. had, like, a big career shift. And I'm like...
2: It was so crazy. When we made the band, it was right before Stranger Things was even announced. Yeah. Oh, really? So, like, we're like, oh, cool, like, we're going to be... We're ri- edgy. Ri- we're <laughs> edgy. And then, like, we went like, on the rider's back and I was like, oh, are you fuck. fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, are you for real right now? But, but, but here's the thing,
0: you guys were ahead of the curve oh, a couple mind. years before, though. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, you guys, you guys still have that claim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you joined... Uh, Eric in 2017. You joined. I joined in 2018. 18, and you, Chris, are most recent. Yeah,
6: 2021. 2021, more or less. Yeah. But he was
0: telling <laughs> me that you got you helped out with. I used with to be, so. I used to
6: be the previous drummer's uh, drum tech.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, you, so this this group right here has just been since 2021. Um, you guys put out the first album. It was just Dom. Oh just these two yeah, it was Lucy and Tyler. just Lucy and Tyler. Okay. Um, can you tell me a little bit of the process of making the first album and um, Great songs Pixies bad news Pansy officer douchebag sweet and low which is a great closer um, I'm a sucker for a good fucking closer man like um, what was the influence of writing the songs and as a woman front man, or like a front person, a front
4: woman, front woman,
0: front, woman, front yeah. person, front yeah. woman. However, you know, I'm trying to be. I, I don't want to get canceled.
4: So you're good. Okay, I don't
0: want to get canceled. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I got to be really careful about that. Um, do you, uh, is a lot of your songwriting as as a front woman? Like, do you you feel that that's a, a good way to get your point of view across in oh, the way yeah. that you write?
5: Hell yeah! I mo- all the songs I write are about stuff that has happened to me or is happening to me. So, take that with a grain
0: of salt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that thing. Like, I try not to make a point of view, but when a band has a front woman, it's it's a different viewpoint in that some women either write to get their point of view across or they write from the third person.
4: Mm-hmm. Much, li-,
0: you know what I too. mean? Yeah. So, you know, you can fall under either. And I know, like, some of your songs are more... Like your bite, your bites in that song, and then some songs are you're speaking for somebody else.
5: When we started writing the first album, I was listening to a lot of Bikini Kill, Slater Kenny, you know, (laughs) I could kind of hear that, yeah. So, So, like, the song Falling In is kind of like it's from the point of view of a guy that's like trying to get with me and. I was on my feminist shit, so I was
0: like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> so that's what that's about. But that's that's really cool, and I, I listened to it, and I, the songs. Like, I'm a sucker for not only a good closer, but also the way bands track songs, because I feel like I, I I when I was when I was younger, you could burn your own CDs, I always made a roll point to like really get the songs perfect order, and 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 the one thing I can say about you know even the EP as well. Tracking the way you guys tracked it was very important. That every song went right into the next song and it was was that it was that important for you guys to do it that yeah, way?
5: Yeah I used to burn CDs for like this fucker and <laughs> all my friends. So I did the track listing and I was super specific with how I wanted to do it.
0: Nice. <clears throat> um and also, I wanted to ask you guys not only forming, but I wanted to get all five of you guys' input in this. And we'll start with you, Tyler, and just kind of work our way around. Um, what are your main influences that you brought into the band?
2: Well, like everybody in here, probably like Green Day was a huge deal at the beginning. Like Absolutely. I was a huge fan of Green Day, and then more, when I realized everybody's influence was Green Day, I was like, all right, <laughs> let me kind of branch out to like I was specific. 13 when when
0: Dookie came out so it's everybody's influence you know, like I have a
2: lot of I grew up in like a my mom's favorite band was the Ramones so like I was very Ramones like three chords that's the way to go like stuff like that
0: did you listen to stuff like bands like the Queers or like Screechy Weasel? Yeah, that look
2: out kind of sound exactly like I still listen to them so like Need me too. So I'm gonna go see the Queers here soon, so awesome. I'm really excited. <laughs> At the beginning it was Green Day, Queers, Blink, like stuff like that, and that, now it's kind of more Midwest emo kind of edgier yeah. stuff. Which
0: which also kind of delves into pop punk too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. They're sisters, you know what I mean? It's really
2: close.
0: Yeah, one's a little bit angstier than the other, but, you know, it's like when you have twins and one's, you know, the good one and the other one's just like, ah, fuck you, mom. Exactly. (laughs) What about you, Lucy?
5: Uh, Like I said, Bikini Co. at the beginning was really big for me, and I think vocally, Kurt Cobain and Robert Plant are, like, my two biggest... Vocal inspirations, so
0: like, like vocally or even songwriter,
5: some songwriting, but particularly vocally. Like, I like the graveliness of Kurt's voice, but I also really like Robert Plant's like range. I aspire to have that range, nice. <laughs> but I'm not there yet. So, good,
0: good luck because that's yeah, a hell of I a singer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what about you, Eric? Uh, kind of all over the place, but uh, some people would say I am 2000s core, and it, like it's a uh, it, like just like everything when it comes to like oh my favorite band of all times green day like i like a lot of singer-songwriter stuff from the 2000s everything from jason mraz to avril levine and every you know all that in between and um you know i you know do have a very big classic rock basis though you know uh beatles and queen i love listened to it loved a lot growing up foo fighters some of that stuff i Taylor Hawkins passed, it just, like, hit me so bad, because I... That was was a rough one. Him and Travis Barker were, like, I'd play them on drums, like, all the time to learn that instrument, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty... That was a pretty
0: bummer thing, because, like, Dave Grohl came out and said when he he had a previous drummer, and the drummer would, like, go track, and then he wouldn't like how the the drummer did it, so he would, like, erase the track, and he would re-drum it himself... And he said it wasn't mm-hmm. until he got Taylor in the band, which I think <laughs> was the third album, yeah. yeah, that he was the first time he didn't have to do that. Like mm-hmm. he trusted Taylor with being behind the kid. and like right. Dave was like, "Yeah, it was hard to do it, but like somebody played better than me," and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought right. they, had, they had a really close relationship, and I, I don't know. People people give me shit for it, but I love fucking Foo Fighters. Yeah. I, I I've. I, Nirvana was great, but Nirvana lasted such a short amount of time. It's like this, five yeah. Years. Yeah. yeah. Like, Foo Fighters, I, I looked it up, and it's like Foo Fighters have existed like three times as long as Nirvana did. I
3: close there five
0: times as long, yeah. Yeah, even five. Yeah, because I think Nirvana was only together like six years from five, start to six finish. six years, yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so we got three influences. Now we got Dom.
7: All right, so this is where gears are going to shift here because <laughs> I am the metalhead of the band, and when uh originally back in 2018 um lucy i I believe lucy had messaged me or uh somebody had talked to me about uh forming like a harder rock slash metal band and it was going to be uh lucy the previous drummer of the band eric and then a friend of ours jason on guitars and then i uh was given the opportunity to audition for the other guitar part and so i uploaded a couple things on instagram and lucy checked it out and then like uh, probably within like a couple of days she messaged me like you're in yeah. and then that didn't end up falling through so then she ended up messaging me back a couple weeks later and said hey we're gonna be reforming where's winona now would you like to be the guitarist and this was after uh tyler had left uh back then i'm sure we'll talk about more about that later but um so i filled in and was playing Tyler's parts for the majority of 2018. But as we started writing more newer stuff, like we were uh, going into more like of a heavier style. And like, so the biggest influence that I try to bring in when, for the songwriting is Volbeat. I, as the first time I saw Volbeat was 2014 when they were co-headlining with Five Finger Death Punch, another influence. And like, I was just blown away because like, I never heard anything from Volbeat before. And they're kind of a perfect example because they mix really well, like, their punk and metal influences together really well, as, along with their Johnny Cash and Elvis. Like they, they just do a really good job of mixing that all together. So I took that inspiration coming into here and, like, trying to mix in, like, my metal influences uh, with the pop-punk aspect that they already had, but still trying to keep mostly that core of pop-punk. So... And like a couple other metal influences that I use for songwriting, like Metallica, obviously. I mean, who doesn't like have Metallica on their radar? Yeah. And then another uh, metal band from Sweden, Avatar. Uh, they have been a really big influence to me lately as well. Uh, some of my other metal influences, they will not work well at all with uh, the songwriting. <laughs> He's
2: yeah.
7: like Napalm Death and yeah. like Eric just uh, to my dragon, dragon Force statue. Ice. That's a killer tattoo, <laughs> man. Children of Bodom is my favorite metal band. They're uh, Finnish death metal, but they are they have more Slayer influences than anything, So like that definitely wouldn't work. But definitely yeah, but work. Vol- 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 <laughs> Volbeat is like the v- number one big influence for me for this band
0: and that's cool because you you were able to find an influence in what you listened to and knew that will be came from a punk side as well as metal that you knew how to incorporate it based on listening to them you knew how to kind of weave with the pop punk world because you just had to pay attention right and once you knew that like that's pretty cool that that i like that influence because that worked out for you within the band later. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Oh, jeez, so, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you had a long time to think about it, man. I don't know
6: what to say. This so,
5: is where we reveal that Chris doesn't like bands.
6: Yeah, I was just about to say all these dudes are these guys are talking about. Man, I like all these bands. I'm like the only band that I could even <laughs> say that I pulled some like inspiration from would be Primus. I really, nice. I really enjoy Primus. Oh. Um, and I used to actually before I started drumming like rock. I used to play jazz music. Okay, that's I was, cool. I got a lot of my, like, technique from jazz music. I played jazz music for, like, three years, and then I was like, this sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it, it was, after, so nice. after a time, it just gets really repetitive. It's just like, man. Even now, I'm starting to, like, get pissed off at myself because I'm like, my parts are so similar for some of these songs, so I try to, like, throw in these random little parts and stuff and it messes everybody up sometimes and i'm like oh, I don't really care. rock
0: and roll took a lot from jazz <laughs> yeah i know but, yeah, no. Star Trek, man. but yeah.
6: um ironically enough that's <laughs> primus is pretty much the only band that i actually like listen i wouldn't even say listen to anymore i listened to when i was yeah, younger yeah their drummer is fucking but, sick uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely yeah both of them at the yeah. time both of them at the different times anyway were phenomenal um but now I, I kind of I pull my drum parts from, I listen to a lot of rap and like hip hop. Okay. Um, and I think I'm like the only one in here that really just, that's like the main music I listen to. Um, and a lot of the drum parts I try to make, I pull from like, if I hear different drum beats and stuff from like these producers making these beats, I'm like, wow, that's sweet. Let me see if I can reproduce it on my drum kit. So I'll try to- Or at
0: least take it down to a beat that you yeah, can Yeah, something that's tolerable mm-hmm. yeah. to
6: play. So like, uh, I really like Logic and Eminem. I like Logic because he's like he's like a I wouldn't say a slower rapper but some of his songs are like smoother so it's like more concise. In, yeah and like songs like um, like Sweet and Low when we have like the beginning soft part I just I like it cuz he does like the ride things with his when he produces his own music and stuff like that and I like Eminem cuz he plays he, he makes like the sometimes I mock the way he raps with my like hi-hat or like my snare because the way he he like punchy rapper mm mm-hmm. mhm so mm-hmm. Like and I sometimes you do yeah. those
0: triplets or something like that where he's doing it and you're mm-hmm. like, pff, you yeah. know, you're kind of kind of using that as like your cadence almost. Yeah.
6: And actually, I actually I learned a couple of his raps because um, I, I made sure like if I can say what he is saying as fast as he's saying it, I should be able to do it with my hands easier. So I tried to learn some of his raps to um, not that I'm like a rapper or anything. No, this no. oh. also writes raps. I, I write. Does. I like to write a lot. <laughs> he's, of
2: inspiring. he's pretty talented.
6: Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying.
0: You better get in with Paul Goon, man. Get up on, get up on that stage and start rapping with it, man. I'll connect you. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a connection, man. So I yeah, I'm going to be at I'll
6: that. I'm going to be at that May <laughs> uh, the May 20th show. I'm going to sit here watching it. It'll be the first uh rap thing I've ever seen. But I've also one weird thing about me is I've never been in a concert. I I've, I've never seen a concert that I haven't played in.
2: Really? Yeah, I've never been to a concert. You got to go take him to a real show. Yeah, we got yeah. a
5: field trip or some
2: shit. Yeah, band field trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But, Pretty much all no,
0: I'm you cut like you come to like shows, or yeah. you come to like, local, yeah, local shows, shows that you're shows. not playing, not. Like, oh, when you play them, but yeah. not when you're not playing them.
6: Yeah, I don't usually go to like shows. I don't. I don't got a lot of friends that like want to do that stuff, and I'm not gonna go by myself. And my girlfriend sometimes she's not always like punk and hip hop, are very similar styles. I, oh, I know.
0: Tell, tell your friends Beastie that. Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah, they're all
6: like. I'm like, I don't want
0: to do that. Punks do that too. Yeah. Come and smoke
2: at the basement. <laughs> just walk
0: upstairs and watch the show. Get <laughs> yeah. I and watch music, my man? Well, I. like that, like you brought up the whole hip-hop, taking the hip-hop beats and using it as your approach to playing. My very first band I was in, my, my buddy Gino, he was our drummer, he's in a jam band in Youngstown called, um, oh geez, Jones Revival. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. heard of that.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, he's been playing with Thumb God almost 15 years, but his very first band was my band and he was 15 turning 16. And he, like you, came from the jazz, like he but played like 10 years of jazz drumming, and that's where he came from. And then when he started playing, we would do certain covers, and he's like, oh. And just like you, start realizing, you know, like as much as you hated playing jazz drumming, yeah. like you were using so much of it.
6: That's why it was, it was so helpful to learn mm-hmm. it because there's so much technique learning. There's, there's three ways you can hold drumsticks. And learning the two main ones just helped me so much. Like Buddy Rich, he played um, traditional, which is you got the stick like through your middle finger and ring finger. Mm-hmm. And that, that taught me a stick control a lot because you either threw the stick across the room or you kept it in your hand. Mm-hmm. So that really taught me a lot. And then you get
0: the traditional metal and punk drummers that are gripping it at the yeah. end and just using power
6: to, mm-hmm. to play. And I also played a marching snare drum for Struthers High School uh, for sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, my, my teacher, he wasn't very happy about it. I was a trumpet player. Oh, okay, my,
0: my, my, my older son's a trumpet player.
6: Nice, yeah, he, my, my teacher, he hated that I wanted a drum, because I was a good trumpet player. I, I was I was lead trumpet player for like five years, and he was like, you're not drumming, and I told him, he shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, talked, I, I put my audition in for the drum line, and the, the drum guru, as they called him, uh, his name's Jim Richley, they were like he was like you're gonna be on the drum line playing snare drum i said sweet mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
0: my, my younger son we, we we had a show here where we got um a band from meadville they're called uh, one if by land um i've been following the the singer's career since like the very first basement show i ever went to was his first band the torpentines it was the first local show i ever went to and i was 15 he was fifteen years old and he was the singer. So we literally like came up at the same time of being like real young. His band, but his most recent band played here and the drummer is like letting my two old, uh, let my two sons like mess around with his drum set. And my youngest one, he's ten, was like like he was letting him play with it and like he left going, I wanna play drums and I was like, Yes, the world mm-hmm. needs more drummers.
6: Absolutely so <laughs> drummers around
0: here. Every drummer I know plays in five bands. Like I, my buddy, my buddy At least three Chris can't even
2: show up to practice on time He can't be in another you band have, you He can't like, even show up for an interview than time. Time. More than, like yeah, a, More like times a, than I can count on my like, seven o'clock, me, you're Jesus. supposed to be here at six
0: It's okay, I'm flexible Well now that we got the influences out of the way I wanted to talk to you guys about Other influences that you guys Pull into your music Um this might be this will start out with tyler because we talked earlier about um how you kind of incorporate kind of like surfy or like even garage sounds to your style of playing that really works with with dom's metal playing um where was that was that coming from you naturally or were there influences that were influencing you at the time
2: um when i first started playing guitar i was really into like 50s rock like buddy holly mm-hmm. like dick dale like that kind of deal like surf rock like actual rock and roll so i started trying to put that into my like style because i didn't hear a lot of that around you yet. just
0: wanted to kind of pepper what you were playing yeah. with that stuff i
2: thought it'd be kind of unique like you don't hear that in modern mm-hmm. music very very much at all unless you're listening to like i don't know like Jack White or
0: something, but I don't even think it's that, that heavy in there. No, and so. I almost think, too, like, you know, not just you guys, but I, I almost think, like, when I listen to, like, newer bands, like, there's there's one example, and I'm really big on this band, and I discovered them a couple years ago. They're called Thick. They're out of New York City. I was telling Eric about them. They're an all-female band from New York, and they're on Epitaph. And oh, yeah. at the surface, they sound like the... Like, like, uh, the Luna Chicks or like L7. But then you listen to some of their stuff in their surfier tones of their stuff or they'll have like a garage or like you'll hear like a metal tone to something that they're doing. And I like it that younger people are still being influenced by what came before. Because it almost makes sure that that shit doesn't die out. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because like the one big thing is like, I grew up in the 90s. So like, of course, I love shit like that. But to go see 20-year-olds do it, I'm like, this is fucking cool. You know what yeah. I mean? like, And then to see bands like, and there's even other bands too that are like, we were talking about the shoegazing stuff. I used to listen to stuff like My Bloody Valentine and that kind of, you know, a lot of that, that like slow drive. Like, it's nice that people are still influenced by that stuff. People are still influenced by grunge. People are still influenced by old Metallica. People are still influenced by fucking Primus. Which yes, Primus is a huge band, but it's not like they were ever corn. Big. Yeah. you know what I mean. They were still more of a niche because fucking Les Claypool's a fucking god, and I don't <laughs> care. Um, yeah. For multi-string bass, it's him. For four-string bass, Flea's still my dude. Yeah, Flea. Flea yeah, Flea's still my dude on four-string mm-hmm. bass. I seen that dude do <laughs> some shit that I'm just like. And the guy and Matt Freeman from Rancid. That's that's, that's probably go my low. three I was, tier I was, gonna, yeah. I was gonna bring
3: him up. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
0: That's 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 a given, man. Like you can't you can't get out from that. Um I wanted to talk we talked a lot about a lot of the first albums, um, the the the, the poppier stuff that you guys were doing, but in the introspective stuff. You guys a year later did the Vermont EP, which has songs like Ted Bundy, Alone and Naive. Um obviously we talked Dom, your influence on that coming from more the metal side. Right. But even (laughs) vocally was darker. And I feel like where the first album, you went back and forth, you really played Lucy into the third-person storytelling aspect.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Was that project a... How do I want to word this? Was it um, like an experimental... Mm -hmm almost like a, a story like a like a longer story that you were trying to tell
5: so at the time that that was written i was actually um in college i have a degree everyone um <laughs> yeah, i have one too I'm not
0: using it but yeah, i got it
5: <laughs> i was taking a lot of poetry classes at the time even though i was a psychology major so i was doing a lot of writing like an intensive amount of writing and a lot of that did come up in in the ep and also Dom can attest that I was going through a lot of shit when yes. this was being written.
7: I was her personal therapist for a <laughs> uh, very, well, not a lot of instances, but like as soon, like if I got a random message from her, like I could, it was usually a 50-50 shot that she just needed to get some shit off her mind or and whatnot.
5: Yeah. So it's a lot of trauma dumping. <laughs> just, just,
7: just therapeutic trying
0: to get it released. Yeah. And that's, I'm a writer too. Even when I don't do music, I I find writing is just a way of either you lose your fucking shit or you write three fucking paragraphs on a piece of paper. Like which yeah. one am I gonna end up doing? A little you, bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, fucking scribble out the fucking paper and then like <laughs> ah, and you're throwing stacks of papers away. That
4: was me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but it's good too. Like I like that. I like that the the, the EP sounds different from the the full length because it gives you guys it gives two sides to you and i think i don't know if that's something that's going to continue moving forward because i definitely want to talk about your your guys moving forward Um, if you're going to try to take both those elements and make them cohesive is that something that you guys have planned
5: I think we're
0: kind of doing that
5: already. Yeah, like. we? with him back in the band. Because you guys
0: have incredible. a couple new songs yeah. that you guys started playing out. Um, one that's a really good favorite of mine, called uh, Daniel. We
2: played that song too. Yeah,
0: dude, that fuck dude, dude you had the audience's attention. Like all eyes were on you guys. That was a that was minute f- song, fucking too. rad. That was fucking rad, and I was so glad that I, because originally when we were doing the, uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, a uh, uh, couple weeks ago we had a surprise birthday party for my brother-in-law Chris, who I've you know known for twenty years and played in bands with, and we originally had a band called uh, the Cooked Cobras where they were going to be the last band to play, and I was like, you know what, I always feel weird about getting, having the the band that came out of town be the last band to play. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, you know what? Let me talk to Eric and see. hey, do you guys want to headline it? It's your spot. Yeah. You can play as long as you guys want to. You know, if you guys want to play 45 minutes, if you guys want to play a fucking hour, play a fucking hour. I don't care. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
0: Um. So, and then when I did that, I was like, I'm so glad I did. Because you're between doing Killing in the Name of, <laughs> playing Daniel, and of course, your your choice songs that, I, that I'm a fan of, like Officer Douchebag, or Psycho Bitch, and... Like, you guys fucking killed it. You guys fucking killed it that night, and, like, you guys played those songs, and, like, the attention were on you guys, and I thought that was really fucking cool, and I just wanted you guys to know that.
7: It was a blast. <laughs> it, the, the best thing about that show is literally me and Tyler got brand new amps that day of the show, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like... Yeah. Well, it was par- partially my fault because my amp actually came in a couple days prior, and we had practice like in between when my new amp came in mm-hmm. and when the show was. So I could have practiced with it, but when we like in between sets of the other bands, like me and him, were just messing around with our amps and yeah, trying, trying to see to if see. we can get a good sound. And so we just decided to wing it, and it ended up working yeah, out really yeah. well. It
2: played off really good.
0: And you guys threw me for a loop, because when I heard you guys at Papa do Killing the Name of Lucy, you were doing the vocals on that, yeah. and then that's this cool. time you got AJ from Gatlin to do the vocals, and you were like, I need a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love
2: playing that song. Yeah, that's such that a fun. good song. It's very angsty yeah, stuff, I just isn't couldn't. It?
5: With my vocal issues at the moment,
4: I couldn't
0: send it. I really
4: fucking wanted to at the
0: crowd, but I couldn't do it, so. But like I said, like, you guys definitely really killed it that night, and the new song went over really well, and, like, people that, a lot of people who hadn't saw you before were, like, looking at me and i'm like i know dude <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't i don't i don't get shitty bands on my fucking events dude like
2: i don't they're so excited I, to play no. for that show yeah, we we're know. like punk show like nothing about punk bands like
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're gonna love this new shit
0: uh-huh. <laughs> and i and i made and i made it sure like I, like i was coming up with like the, the bands i wanted to play and like a couple a couple weeks before like i said me and i had brought chris with me to Papa's, and that he night he got so and drunk and <laughs> yeah. like, and, and I had drove in like, I like so. Right before, like, when you guys were playing, he was doing this Chris thing where when he drinks, he does the sway
4: <laughs> and he
0: does like the hip sway. And for anybody who knows him, he's six foot six <laughs> and like 200 so pounds, wow, so tall. And he's doing this sway thing. He looks like Lurch from like Adam's family.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: like with a studded jacket and like paint on it. Like, <laughs> oh, really cool. We all yeah. love this
4: jacket. That's just dude. sweet.
0: Oh yeah, like he's oh he's so fucking cool. He's 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 from the old Youngstown guard. Like he used to like go to shows all the time in Youngstown. He grew up on the he grew up on the West Side. He
2: was having a blast. Dude. And
0: he did he was doing the sway and he was jamming. I was like, Okay, where's Vanetta now? I was on the list <laughs> and I'm going through bands and like you know i yeah you guys i wanted each band to sound different and like i wanted i wanted him to have a little bit of everything you know i i love doing punk band bills but at the same time i don't want every band to sound this i yeah. want every band to sound the same
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know and like in a couple weeks I'm, or in june i'm going to do a hardcore show the bands that i have even though it's hardcore all three of the bands sound different from one another You know, and, like, that's important to me because, like, why? Why? it's like going to a metal show and seeing four bands who all sound like Slayer. Yeah, and then
2: you're like... By the
0: second band, you're like, I've really lost interest in this show. You know, so if you can give somebody a little bit of extra on it, like... And I I think that show came came across really well, and I I just want to let you guys know that, like, you guys fucking killed it
3: <laughs>
0: you're welcome before i let you guys go tonight uh, i wanted to ask you guys being from youngstown being a youngstown band what are your thoughts on the local scene in general and how do you view how do you guys view yourselves within that scene Mm, that's a good
4: question it's
2: really wild being like in the Youngstown music scene still, because, like, when I got into music, Eric's the reason I stayed in the music. He has his own venue. So Mm -hmm. he had a DIY venue that my first punk show I ever went to with Lucy took me there in 2012. So I got to see all these local bands. Mm -hmm. Oh, for anybody who doesn't know, I didn't
0: get to plug this. Eric is the (laughs) purveyor of...
2: The
3: Wickyards, the
0: Wickyards that uh, I try to have as many shows at because yeah, it's
3: it. <laughs> it's a fucking
0: rad venue. It's a f- old funeral home yep, yep. turned into a venue. 1906, yep.
3: 1906,
0: and it's fucking rad, and it's fucking all ages, and it's it reminds me of places like like fucking you know Gilman Street or like that was
3: my you, you know like that and CBGBs were like my inspiration oh. for this whole. And no, it's not. It, it, it doesn't feel. And it doesn't feel hokey.
0: Yeah, it doesn't
3: feel hokey either.
0: It doesn't feel like oh, all ages. old, so all the kids can come. It's yeah. like everybody well, comes. Everybody comes to it. It, yeah. it it has a different feel.
3: Yeah, and that was the inspiration going into it. Was you know I'm 16 at the time. I started you know the original venue, the backyards in Boardman, and um, you know it it came out out of like the resourceful like need to like hey I'm 16 and I can't get into clubs. Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> Dude, I played yeah, so, so many it times was like
3: I just start booking my friends bands over and over again. It got to a point where I had Big Jinx and Nobodies like twelve times in eleven months. It got <laughs> kind of ridiculous, but we loved it, <laughs> and uh, that so and that's fun. where I met Lucy and Tyler. Uh, yeah and you from high school already and we were in a band back that that era too. And I and I love it too.
0: Like you, you did it out of resourcefulness because you were no. you were sixteen years old starting it, and then you've been at this location what, three years? Six years. Six years. Yeah. Um I like it that that was your reasoning. My reasoning for wanting to come to a place like this is the opposite way. I spent so many years in the bar scene that like now at forty years old, I don't don't enjoy going to bars. I have kids. I have a wife. I want my kids to go to shows. I want my one, I want. I to experience that. I can't take my kid to go see the Bomb Pops because they're 21 and over shows. I can take my kids to the Wick Yards because they're allowed to go. And they get to experience the show. And they get to see like my kids love the bands they're able to see. And I wish more places were like that because maybe in 10 years you'll have Mm -hmm. more kids playing music and you're keeping it going. You know, like my kids now are like, like my daughter, she's funny, she's 16, she's like, it's like, I fucking love your shows. Like I tell my friends all the time, like when I go to shows that you do and I like blah, 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 and I'm like,
4: fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude, like that
0: feels so good because I had kind of walked away for a number of years because I was trying to raise my family and trying to do all that. But I still went to shows, but it always was like two sides of my life. You have the punk side of your life, and you have the family side. Now they're at the age where I can I can have it both, and I'm like, this is kind of fucking cool, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, little tiny punks running around. around. i like, I was like, tell my tell my youngest one, he goes, you want a fucking mohawk, dad? I'll give you a mohawk. <laughs> He's like, no, dad. I'm like.
4: <laughs>
0: but you look like me and you have glasses like, like you look just like daddy yeah. with a <laughs> <laughs> So um back to what we were talking earlier about um your thoughts within the scene Ty- Tyler you started with it like is there anything else you want to add to that
5: I think recently there's been a lot of, like, revival going on. There's so many new bands, like, popping up and venues and shit like that. And Federal, I feel like, was as big as it could be this year.
3: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. For those, we just played, uh, we're recording this on Monday. This past <laughs> Saturday, we were, uh, we played uh, the main stage at Federal Frenzy, which is uh, probably the biggest musical event of the year as far as the local scene goes in Youngstown. Um... Yeah, we got to play. I probably close to 200 people were watching us, you know, at that point, and you know, it was pretty big for us, and we sounded pretty good at that.
0: Yeah, and this is the same. This is the same. Uh, a, a same festival thing that like bigger, bigger names yes. in the band, like yep. the Vindys and um, Fans like that, yeah, yeah, the Vindies, the Labor Brothers. Uh, I think uh, we talked earlier. Jones' Revival has played it. Like, so it's really, it's a big deal. It's oh. a big deal to play federal fl- frenzy and i was really happy when when i heard that you guys were playing it and that, that was really fucking bad oh, blast yeah good time. It, <laughs> it
6: was hot it was very hot <laughs> but, like
7: being able to play on that stage i don't know if i could attest for the rest of you guys but i know me personally like i truly felt like a rock star like being yeah. up on that stage like in front of like the biggest crowd probably we've ever played in front of yeah. Yeah, definitely and like there's so many people that had so much energy like there are people like running across like a couple drunk people that were just like <laughs> headbanging like over dramatically like I just loved it
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
7: it's
0: almost kind of like yeah, they're they're screen. taking a piss out of nobody yeah but it makes it even more like ironic and I, I find that kind of shit funny I like seeing people have a good time I don't like they can make fun of me I
2: don't care like have yeah. fun have a good time out you there. You don't
0: play the kind of music to be cool. Like yeah. nobody's like hey, I'm going to play punk music because I want to be yeah, cool. No, like, yeah. I just
2: want to see people having
0: a good time. If you want to be cool you'd play like
2: goofy as I don't fuck. know
0: what's, what's really popular now? Well, Mom, uh, mm, like, mm,
2: like dad rock or something?
0: Dad, dad rock or something like dad. that. <laughs> Butt rock or yeah, I don't know. Indie what shit. Yeah, I don't know. Po- What's that one dude, Machine Gun Kelly? Oh,
6: dude, dog shit.
0: I do not like Machine. Gun. <laughs> I, I do not like Machine Gun Kelly. But you do. You do I, know I, who I do. I do like? And I was surprised that I liked it. Okay. There's this rapper. His name is Maud Sun.
4: Oh, I he, know. Know. he just
0: yeah. He just put a track out. It's called like something about like I hate rich kids or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. And I listened to it, and I went, huh? This is like blink E2 yeah. 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get why these kids are, these former rappers are doing pop-punk because they are influenced by it, but they also can make the music themselves, you know, the SoundCloud. You can make, you, there's enough apps out there you can make your own shit. Learn the basic chords on a guitar, sample drums, do all that stuff, and you can tour and you don't have a band behind you. You can just do it yourself. So I get why it's appealing, but a lot of the shit was garbage. Maud's son, on the other hand, and there's what, Jaden? Yeah, Jaden's another one that's like, I can tolerate it.
2: It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't like... I, I don't can't like get into it, shit. but it's
0: good. Yeah, but I like that Maud son song. I, fuck, fuck, fuck Machine Gun Kelly. I said it. I mean, <laughs> at the I same time, bad. if it gets people into punk, like if people yeah. discover better punk, then... That's cool. But that shit's not for me. It's for my daughter.
2: Like, yeah, it's like radio, like they're like, cool, it's popular. I like, thought it
6: was funny that Eminem just absolutely slammed a machine gun killer with that disc.
0: He did it so bad that he quit doing hip hop. I know, he knocked <laughs> him out of the genre. I was like, D- Yep. Dad f- killed his career.
6: It's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah, but I was always like more like a like a Mac Miller and Mac like post Malone. Yeah, kind of uh I liked the. Uh, I used to live in Pittsburgh for a number of years, so like a lot so of the stuff happened. I, I, I knew like I knew where the, I knew the area that they were coming out of because I used to go to Job Corps and Job Corps is not too far from like the Squirrel Hill area. And down from Squirrel Hill is where Alderdice High School is. okay And then up the hill is where Blue Slide Park is. And that's where that's where Mac Miller's from. Wiz lived in um, that area like Wilkinsburg where uh, Alderdice High School is. So like I was familiar with that area. So, yeah, I did kind of have a. Maybe more of a maybe more of a Pittsburgh bias. because well, Pittsburgh's it's not known cool for hip hop though. though. Yeah, you know it Pittsburgh's wasn't. known for hardcore and street punk. Yeah, you know not hip hop. So like he's like
2: the only guy I know that came out of there. That's like so Cleveland had and Bone Thugs
0: and Harmony. They've okay. had their time harmony, in the sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now it's Pittsburgh's time with Chevy Woods and Mac Miller and Wiz Khalifa. It seems
2: like all the, like the. Rock acts I hear coming out of like Pennsylvania or like Scranton, PA, and like you got stuff
0: like that. Oh, we just we just had a conversation with my buddy uh, who's in a crooked who's a blue guitar player in Crooked Cobras, and uh, we talked about the. There was a documentary called PA Hardcore, and literally they it's an hour and forty minute documentary, and they spent five minutes between the Pittsburgh and the scene. Everything else was. Like- Philly, Scranton, wilkesbury They were little towns that I've never fucking heard of. And they, have- and they had, like, they were talking about 10 bands from that city. And I'm like. Like, they
2: got, like, the Menzingers. You got Tigers, you coming out from over there. But it like, wasn't oh, even bands like that. Like, we yeah,
0: are talking, like-, like, like like more, like, core bands. Like, thug core bands. Like, like some, some people
2: like, you probably are like, who?
0: Like, Integrity and, like, Ringworm. Yeah. Like, those kinds of that's bands. That's,
2: yeah. like, that's a wild-ass name. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Ringworm. In the same room as
0: they're they're heavy they're heavy as fuck. Oh God, I saw I, I saw don't... them I saw them playing oh Pittsburgh God. at a MIT Millville Industrial Theater and this was an old warehouse and they had like these ratty couches everywhere and they had this giant fucking blast furnace That's and sick. it's how it heated the whole fucking warehouse building mm. and I saw Ringworm play there and I saw this fucking pit like the size of this room and this room. Jesus, fucking Jesus circle pit, Christ. and it nice. was fucking violent. And I'm like You're
2: watching an active crime scene happen. Yeah, I'm like 18 years old,
0: like trying not to die. Like uh-huh. I'm like I'm leaving the pit now. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> I was super tiny when I was a kid,
2: so whenever there's mosh pits at like the backyards or whatever, I'd get in there and get thrown out immediately. It was like a uh-huh. comic. Well, I was the opposite. I, I got targeted. I got
0: targeted because I'm so big. I'm six foot four. I've always been like at least 240 pounds. Built like a football player so everybody would look at me and be like get him yeah like I would get thrown in every pit and I'm like I'm not I'm really gingerly like I don't want to fight like (laughs) I'll give you a hug
2: (laughs) yeah I would like
0: take my fucking wallet chain and fucking wrap it around my hand just in case I feel
2: like a boomer or something I see people in a pit now I'm like I'm like, no, Oh, I
0: go, you watch me go to the fucking
2: back, dude. I'm like, dad no. mode. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm so weird now. Like, I used to be, like, all, like, hyper and everything. Now, I'm like, i have I've
6: never going to have
2: fun over there. I'm going to break a
0: river or something. <laughs> I was out of, I was out of that kind of scene when I was, like, t- probably, because when I was in, like, Straight Edge got really big. And we, me and a bunch of my, fr- I had, a lot of my friends, older siblings went to, like, Edinburgh, up, like, near, like, Erie. Mm-hmm. And they knew of like the 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 lower New York scene, like the, the Western New York scene, like for like Buffalo and Jamestown area. So we used to go over a lot there. We would see a lot of like the old Victory Records bands and straight edge kids were just so brutally violent. Like by the time we were like 19, 20 years old, we were like, this is killing it, dude. Like, I'm, so I started, list- I started listening more skate punk and more pop punk again. I was like, I'm done with hardcore. Make Skate Punk great again. Make Skate Punk great
2: again. Listen uh-huh. to more
0: episodes of the podcast. You'll you'll discover a lot of good Skate I'm Punk have bands. To- man. <laughs> I need some more fucking
2: bands to listen to
0: when I'm playing Tony Hawk. There you go, man. Tony Hawk. I'll, I'll send you a Dropbox with a bunch of good shit in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <real
4: welcome.
0: laughs> um, before I let you guys go, um, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming on and i wanted to ask what are your guys' plans moving forward is there a new new music in the works or are you guys just worried about playing shows um, I or <laughs> okay, well Chris is out we He like doesn't know what's Chris going on well,
4: Chris,
0: Chris just shows up 40 minutes late to interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: especially
0: the Make you here on time I didn't yeah, ask no, you I to I'll make you wait, interviewer Fuck you, dude you know I didn't ask you to make you me You only care. came 45 minutes over here to do this <laughs> It's not, <laughs> not really, <laughs> the really the first time he's
1: been fucking
0: late And we act like my truck
6: said
2: It doesn't like the rain Well,
0: I remember the last time you were here You were like here like an hour before the fucking show he started. Yeah, yeah.
2: He was here just chilling. He's like, I don't got nowhere else He's to He's like, eat.
0: fuck John. I met him before. I'll make that fucking <laughs> asshole <laughs> fuck a, <laughs> a
3: couple hours ago,
2: <laughs> we saw him just a minute ago. on, on, the, on, on the street, in water That's <laughs> All right, y'all
4: back
0: uh, on, topic. That, on top. Back uh, on with the the, the future yeah. of where is Winona. Yeah. No, no. oh.
4: as,
7: as far as like the future, I mean. We do have one more show scheduled coming up on May 7th at Westside Bowl. But um, as a group, we kind of collectively decided to take a break over the next summer months. Because I know some like Tyler and Chris are gonna have some other stuff going on that's okay. gonna prevent us from doing shows, so we're just gonna take that time to record all of our new stuff and right. get a second album out hopefully before the end of the year's out. Nice. Are you guys yeah.
0: are you guys gonna do a physical version of it? Or are you guys guys gonna stay on the digital like you did with the first two?
7: Well I mean I would like to do some to physical. Yeah, to be discussed. Yeah, to be discussed. It, for now it's definitely gonna be digital. But if we can get the means to get physical copies out then I would love to
0: know. <coughs> yeah cause I know I personally
4: I, I would like to get
0: <laughs> <laughs> no all joking aside um, I'm excited to hear the new stuff that you guys are going to put out and you guys played a couple songs that are newer and I'm excited for them and I just wanted to take this time guys thank you so much for coming on the podcast Spending the last hour bullshitting with me, um, <laughs> letting the get, letting the listener get to know you guys, mm-hmm. and I want to tell the listener: check out where's Winona now. You can find their music on Bandcamp, Spotify, where else? Apple, Apple music, music,
2: Pandora. DM <laughs> me on Facebook. I'll send you some shit.
0: <laughs> Type them in. You won't regret it. And of course, I'll be playing songs throughout the episode. Um, again. Thank you guys for coming on and bullshit with me. Oh, thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, you. You're welcome, Sorry in.
6: for being late, but not that sorry.
2: Saying I know you're He's going to repeatedly solve this song. You're on the of the woods. He, he just plays interview the last he did. He's like, I play drums. I'm like...
4: Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm they like, weren't yeah, ask things. me any
6: questions because I'm so new to the band. You know, like, so every time she no asks me something, I just give her some dumbass response like, I play the drums.
0: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to all your shit out of this episode. You're not going to even
2: be in this fucking episode.
0: Wait, we use Chris now. Well, well, now. Good night, guys.
1: Hey. <laughs> I've got a thing for a sociopath with a knife to my throat and call a love. A regular heartbreaker. I lose my way under your touch. Make me think my Make sure I can barely breathe, I get high on the road.